We're live. Hello there, everyone. We are live indeed. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have the founder of the Nomad Playground, Luke Martin. And uh, Luke was actually just in Medellin, Colombia, where I am currently. But unfortunately, our paths didn't cross, so we weren't able to meet in person. But here we are, through the miracle of technology, uh, able to connect with you uh, to bring this episode to you. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Luke, his uh, travels, his uh, story of opening up a Spanish school in uh, Medellin, and much more. Uh, so uh, Luke, uh, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share more about yourself? All right. Um, thanks for the introduction. Uh, what, would you, what would you like to know? Um, a quick one-on-one. Who is Luke Martin? All right, so I am from West Virginia, a um, little town, uh, less than a thousand people um, out in out in the boonies. Um, I just finished uh, living and working in Latin America in different spots for about three years, was um, almost the exact total time I was down there. And yeah, vagabond, entrepreneur, uh, business owner, and yeah, just addicted to seeing all that I can see. Well, you mentioned two key words, vagabonding and entrepreneurship. And as a mm -hmm. digital nomad, that's pretty much what you are. Yeah, shout out to mm -hmm. Ralph Fox, the founder of the book called Vagabonding, uh, kind of like the, the Bible for digital nomads. Mm -hmm. So uh, curious to know about your travels. Um, so you mentioned you're from the US, you lived in Latin America. Mm -hmm. Where all have you traveled to in the world so far, Luke? Oh man, I've been to, I've been, uh, Canada, the States, Mexico, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, um, quite a bit of South America, from Colombia on down through Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, lived in Argentina, Buenos Aires for six months. Um, I've been to uh, quite a bit of Western Europe, um, and then I spent four months in Australia and just a little bit of time in Australia, or say four months in New Zealand and a little bit of time in Australia. Um, so I haven't been to Africa or Asia yet, but I'm, I'm steadily, steadily getting my working my way around the world. Sounds good. Uh, so I'm curious about your time in Latin America. What made you choose, uh, you know, that area of the world? And what were you doing for three years in probably around Latin America? So to understand what I was doing in Latin America, it's probably important to understand what I was doing beforehand. Um, so right after college, I moved out to Seattle, where I lived for a couple years, and I was working really hard at trying to get into a specific kind of uh, environmental consultancy job. Um, so I was hustling, I was working for different nonprofits, I was doing everything that you know you need to do when you're a recent college grad is to get into you know a really good high paying job in that field. And after a little while I just kind of realized that I was fighting to get onto a ladder. Um, and it wasn't a ladder that I wasn't going to be able to jump off of to go traveling or to go do all of these other things that I wanted to do. So once I made that realization, um, I made the decision that if I was going to fight that hard to get you know, a job that I would have to be in for years um, before being able to take a break or you know, before going back to grad school, before getting you know, serious, quote unquote, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to do some certain things. I didn't really have much money at the time at all. I think I had about $2,000. Um, but I made a short list of things that I wanted to do before doing those things, and then I set off to do them. And that... Um, and that sort of started this whole journey that I've been on. Um, I had a short list of about four or five things 
Um, first of which was uh, massage therapy. So I got an education in that. I'm a massage therapist as well, among other things. Um, and then after that, the second thing on the list was to be bilingual. I wanted to um, not just be conversational in Spanish, but be but have a really high level of fluency. And so that's how I landed in uh, Costa Rica and then Colombia. Um, and then I started teaching English again and things sort of went on from there. So you went um, to Colombia and you actually ended up starting a Spanish school. So that's quite a, yes. walk us through, um, how, how did that happen, Luke? So it wasn't my first time teaching language, um, English in particular, and I'd always been sort of fed up with um, the way that most language schools teach because they don't typically work. Um, and I found myself in schools that didn't include any of the steps that I had to go through to become fluent in Spanish. So I taught English for a time there and then decided that I wanted to start my own program, something that was based in a more experiential education, something that um, would work. And so I had some ideas and, um, and it started as strictly an English program and then it branched out into an English and Spanish program. And when I was in the middle of designing the whole thing, I tripped across an investor. Um, who basically had an empty building and liked my ideas and sort of gave it to me to try things out. And so we hit it really hard and um, that's that became Columbia Immersion, which is uh, still um, in Medellin today. Um, and while I was uh, the director of that school um, was when I had the idea for Nomad Playgrounds. Um, so one thing sort of leads into another. Yeah, so uh, you have the school in Medellin, so if people wanted to uh, learn Spanish, they, they can. And then you uh, recently launched something called Nomad Together. Uh, tell us a little bit about what is it? How did you come up with the idea and walk us through the journey there, the, from conception to implementation? So before I came to Medellin, I had no idea. I had no idea what digital nomadism was or uh, location dependence or, you know, any of these things. Um, but you know, just through, just by virtue of being in Medellin and being an entrepreneur starting another business, um, I came across this community, I sort of tripped over it. And of course, I immediately just thought it was, you know, an amazing concept, the idea of, you know, working from wherever you, wherever you want to and, you know, traveling the world, um, sort of on your own terms. Um, you know, I started out traveling as, as a broke backpacker. So the idea of, you know, not having to go back home in order to save up in order to leave again, which is what you know, me and a ton of my friends had been doing for, you know, a couple of years on end um, was just every, everything just clicked. And I was in the middle of founding a location dependent business at the time, but that didn't keep me from wanting to look into it. Um, and while I was running my school, I noticed. I noticed some of the volunteers because uh, we had workaway volunteers staying in the building. I noticed some volunteers coming through and using um, certain apps and websites that I would have killed to have known about. Um, you know, back when I was um, back when I was just you know sort of a vagabond, you know, traveling English teacher. Um, you know, the sites that I mentioned to you, Ricky, just uh, just about just a little bit ago about um, you know sites that paid native English teachers or native English speakers, sorry, to be a tutor um, that just pay like 10 bucks an hour. That's more than I was earning hourly as a teacher in Colombia or Mexico or any number of places that I've been. Um, and that's just for speaking with people. That wasn't even for being a teacher. Um, that pays, you know, much more. 
And then I started investigating, you know, what other ways there are to learn, earn online. But what I found was really frustrating. Um, what I found was that there is, and you've seen this as any other digital nomad has seen, there's just a mountain of bad information out there. There's a lack of authenticity and a lack of real resources. There's a million different BuzzFeed style lists of, you know, like the 14 ways, best ways to earn online, number 11 will blow your mind, but there's no real information about them. Um, they're just easy, easy lists that you could find by Googling yourself for about five minutes. Um, and I thought it was simply ridiculous that I could go on the TripAdvisor and find reviews for literally, you know, hotels in any country in the world. But I couldn't find a website or resource that had collected reviews of different ways to find remote work. Um, and so that was sort of the birth of the idea for Nomad Playground. And so when I exited, um, so when I exited my school, um, and Medellin to, you know, travel a little wider to chase other opportunities that had opened to me. Um, Nomad Playground was big on my mind because everybody I met, you know, had, you know, this, this problem. You know, everybody that I met who wanted to travel long-term, who wanted to live abroad, and who hadn't already been doing it professionally for several years, everybody was trying to cross that gap of, okay, so, like, I have a vague idea of how to do it, but how do I actually get there? What sites do I actually work, you know, earn with? What are the pros and cons? What's worth my time? What should I avoid? Um, so I developed it sort of on the side as I was traveling again. And it caught traction. It caught interest. And it's been growing since then. Um, but more than anything, um, what it is, is is it's a re review platform for finding remote work. And it's meant to bring some authenticity to the sphere. Um, so we're not all fooled by gurus and other people who just want our money. Yeah, that's definitely uh, easy to do, uh, especially if you look online. There's so many people selling you uh, all the stuff, and a lot of it doesn't have substance. Uh, mm -hmm. So I love the fact that it's uh, a site with peer-reviewed material about jobs, etc. So what are the different categories? Because um, uh, the Nomad Playground is definitely a vast sphere of different stuff mm -hmm. we need. We need co-working spaces. We need, uh, you know, like uh, SIM cards for our phones. We need jobs. We need to live in places, accommodation, etc. So what are all the different topics you cover within the playground? So the playground focuses very heavily on platforms that you can get remote work directly through. So there are there are, are already other websites out there that are discussing co-working spaces or discussing um, you know some of the some of the accessories that you know we frequently need when we're out on the road. And there is a section in the playground for that as well. We do have a resources section with communities with um, you know, different spaces for co-working, uh, different websites for co-working spaces and these other things. But the main focus is where do you find work? Because without that, none of this works. Um, so as far as categories for that, there are lots of freelance marketplaces, not just the big ones like, um, like Freelancer or Upwork or Guru or any of, or, you know, people per hour, there's a bunch of them. But there's freelance marketplaces for specific industries. There are companies that you know frequently hire freelancers in particular industries there are content mills there are there's all sorts of things so nomad playground is for rating those websites it's for rating your um, experience with freelancer with upwork with different job boards with um, basically uh, udemy you know is a site that we haven't put up yet but are about to put up with some reviews of it 
So if it's a place where you can sell something online or you can get work online, it's something that we want to be reviewing. So people get, so uh, location-independent professionals get the honest account of what it actually is like to work with a site. Because some of these are really terrible and some of them are just waiting to screw you over. Um, but when it's good, it can be really, really good. Awesome. So I'm curious to know about your vision for the site. Uh, so right now it's a very early stages at the time of this interview. Mm -hmm. Uh, where do you want to see your site in the next, um, you know, few months, years, and beyond, Luke? I want to see us be the go-to global resource for location-independent work. I want to see us be the go-to resource for everything you need to know, whether you're just starting out as a nomad, whether you're, uh, you know, mid-level location-independent uh, location professional who just wants to grow um, sort of their revenue streams and know what their other options are, to professionals who are looking to just sort of branch out and just want to know what else is out there. Um, the hardest thing, especially when starting out, is knowing just what the options are and you know what among them are are good. And so, just by creating a directory that is compiling ratings from the actual freelancers and people who work with these sites, um, we can create a pretty powerful resource pretty quickly. Um, it's just a matter of growing the number of reviews. So uh, you mentioned obviously you want to be the go-to portal. Uh, mm -hmm. for digital nomad jobs around the world. Um, tell us about re reverse engineering it. Uh, so now here we are in August of 2017. What do you mm -hmm. need to do to make this uh, dream a reality? I need to connect with a whole lot of freelancers. Um, basically, it's become, it's become my job to interview location-independent professionals and to, uh, to try and incentivize them or talk them into, best I can, of leaving reviews on, on the site. Um, so just the other week, I was talking with um, a couple of folks who sell on Amazon FBA. There's a whole bunch of tools for that, a whole bunch of people who are trying to sell to Amazon sellers. Um, and a lot of these tools look the same. So, And they tried out half a dozen of these things. So I got them to leave some reviews on all the tools they've tried thus far. Um, there's a lot of people who have you know, tried out a number of the big freelance marketplaces. Um, and so I'll try to get them to review you know, any and every website that they've uh, that they've worked with. So yeah, that's basically my job right now is to is to get the word out to as many freelancers and nomads as I can and just um, a big shout out of like, hey, we want to hear you. <laughs> um, we want your voice. We want uh, whatever information you have to offer about all these different sites so we know which ones to avoid and which ones to uh, put all of our weight and time behind. So um, out of the ratings and reviews you're currently, I'm curious to know what are some of the top ranked places uh, because at the end of the day, a lot of uh, aspiring digital nomads are looking for work online. They're mm -hmm. looking for the best places and they don't want to do the dirty work themselves. They don't mm -hmm. want to learn from others who have done it and can review it positively or negatively. So mm -hmm. walk through some of the, the, best, um, the best places for digital nomad work and maybe some of the not so good ones too. It, de it entirely depends on what category you're looking at. So just to throw out a couple um, names that some people recognize. So if we're talking about the big freelance marketplaces, um, like I mentioned earlier, um, very quickly what we found is that what content online, if you just Google it, um, it's very different what that says versus what the actual freelancers we've interviewed say. So for instance, if you were to Google freelancer.com, um, there's going to be a whole bunch of blogs recommending it. And then once you actually talk with freelancers, if I've worked with the site, they'll tell you just a whole lot of horror stories. I would not, I would not recommend freelancer.com to any freelancer at this point um, because the feedback we get is consistently incredibly negative, despite the fact that it is the biggest 
freelance marketplace in the world. Um, people per hour, on the other hand, which is a smaller, um, still, you know, quite big, but it's uh, compared to Upwork or freelancer.com, it's much smaller, um, a much smaller freelance uh, marketplace, but it tends to get much better, much better ratings. And Upwork always gets mixed ratings, but if you know how to swing it, if you have the right strategy, then you can make a living from it. So that's just throwing out some big names. Um, but what I recommend um, after interviewing um, lots and lots of different freelancers um, and location-independent people, what I recommend more and the sites that get better reviews are typically sites that fit into one specific niche. So what I've found thus far is every single industry that I've looked into, whether it's for writers, for translators, for teachers, for programmers, developers, what what have you. There's gonna be a whole lot of sites that are specific to your niche. And some of the sites are gonna be terrible and are gonna be just taking advantage of the sheer amount of online uh, workers there are. Um, there's gonna be you know a handful of sort of mid-level sites which pay, they're not the greatest, but they, the pay isn't terrible and they're certainly better than you know the previous category. But every single industry that I've looked at so, looked at so far has just a couple of really high-end, if you're good, if you're really good at what you do, there's a couple of really high-end platforms in every single industry that are, that once you get inside, they're typically uh, members only, but once you're inside, um, the pay is usually good and the work is really good. So if we're talking about writers, it would be something, I've heard really good things from freelancers about writer access and Skyward. Um, if we're talking about translators, a lot of people will know, a lot of, uh, professional translators know pros.com. I've interviewed several translators who called their discovery of that site um, life-changing as far as uh, their you know career as an online translator went. Um, and there are sites that are even better than pros, but they tend to be bigger companies which, um, which are hard to get into but uh, are consistently hiring and pay well. Um, if you're talking about English teaching, which is you know something I obviously come back to often because that was my background um, for quite some time, uh, VipKid gets, I've never heard as consistently good reviews for a site as I've heard for, uh, for VipKid, uh, for language teaching sites. There's 5-1-Talk, there's, there's a bunch of things. Um, but yeah, if you really, if you can really find good quality platforms, then you can earn, you can earn well, you can earn quickly, and it's a much, much, much more secure and straightforward path to being a digital nomad than trying to start a travel blog, which may earn money and you know, three to five years. Yeah, I love it. I love the fact that uh, you have all of those categories and then within that, like English teaching, you have a VIP kit and uh, the different ones and then within freelance writing and within freelancing generally. So yeah, definitely it's going to be a great uh, resource for nomads, uh, aspiring, new and established. Um, so yeah, how can people find out more and get connected and maybe submit some reviews themselves? Just go to www.nomadplayground.com. You can review any sites that we have on there already, and uh, we also have um, we also have a button in the menu for leaving a review f for a site that we haven't added yet. So it's really um, it's really about um, it's really about our users and about the nomads who are using it, who are visiting and using the site. Um, if it's something that you've earned with online, we want to know about it, and you can submit it. Awesome, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So nomadplayground.com. Yep, absolutely. Cool. So thanks for your time today, Luke. And uh, you know, I definitely recommend people uh, connecting with 
uh, Nomad uh, Playground. Uh, you also have a social media by which people can ask you about uh, uh, yourself, your travels, your English school, etc. Absolutely. You can go to um, you can go. Nomad Playground has both a Facebook group and a Facebook page, um, and that would probably be the easiest way. Uh, we have a Twitter as well, but it's not very active yet. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, make sure you check out Nomad Together uh, across the World Wide Web, um, and I'll have those links below. Uh, so thanks again, Luke, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we really uh, did a deeper dive into a great resource for nomads called Nomad Playground. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. I'm actually on there as well. Um, and you know, I've actually interviewed a few people who've used the site as well. So shout out to Liz and Isla, who are both uh, Nomad Playgrounders. Uh, so come play in the playground with us, just like my kids are playing. Uh, make sure you come play in the playground with us. Uh, so thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.